0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Tarelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to com or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. All right, welcome to church. Great to be here this morning on this wonderful, terrific, amazing day. You know, uh, Father's Day and all the fathers out there, you know, uh, you're awesome. But uh, I want to take you for a bit of a a journey this morning um, and I'm going to take you to the Olympic Games. So I want you to imagine that you're at the Olympic Games and you're a part of the four person relay race. Uh, This is not a place to be if you're faint at heart. The crowd's on its feet. You've got to imagine this, the crowd's on its feet and the race is about to be run. The air is so thick. And so thick with excitement, you can almost reach out and touch it. People from every nation on earth are packed into the, an enormous stadium in your city, and the first runners have lined up ready for the starter's gun. So, I want to take you there. Come with me for a bit of a, a race in you know, a four man race, a relay race. You're nervously warming up a few hundred metres down the track, sweating with anticipation. You're number three in the four-person relay team, and soon all the eyes are going to be on you. You are absolutely sweating with anticipation. The weight of the nation's pride will rest on your fragile shoulders. In a few minutes' time, in a few minutes' time, the baton will be in your hot little hands, and uh, you'll be charging off in pursuit of immortal glory. There it goes. The gun has sounded, and the runners are off down the straight. You wish it was all over already you know suspense is chilling isn't it and they round the first turn with your runner uh, and with another neck and neck you hold your breath as a has past the number two in the team your crew are now ahead by the slimmest of margins here we go you're biting your bottom lip so hard it starts to bleed it's a little bit frightening this stuff suddenly you just slip into automatic pilot Your body stiffens as you lean forward. You're ready to take the next leg of the race with your arm outstretched behind you. You crane your neck to see where that other person, where your team is placed. You're clearly in front now. You're clearly in front. All you have to do is hang on and you're going to just uh, do it, you know, lucky and you stretch your hand out even further in anticipation. The baton is in your hand now. Normally it's cold and steely, but today you don't feel it at all. You just run. The crowd is on its feet and screaming down at you. You must be a good three metres in front now, a three metres in front, and it's going better than you expected. And in a flurry of excitement, you look up and you see the crowd, anxious faces, and they're glaring at you from the stands. A countrymen and women are furiously waving the home, the Australian flag, as you glide along on invisible wings. They're chanting your name in unison. Thousands and thousands of voices are telling you you're a god. Your heart thumps harder. Your pain is transformed into pure ecstasy. And you take a moment to soak in the moment. Then a terrifying realisation descends upon you. Your fans, they're stopped cheering. They're angry. They're jeering. God help me, you scream inside. I've run too far. The fourth and final member of the team is 20 meters back. He's 20 meters back, but the baton is still in your hand. You were so caught up in the moment that you forgot to pass the baton. Your legs give way under enormous, under enormous uh, just pain and stress, and you become unconscious as they unceremoniously carry you from the arena. What happened? What happened? You fell in love. With your part of the race. It's amazing, isn't it? You fell in love with your part of the race, and for a fateful moment or two, you forgot that you were just one member of a team, one part in the process. You know, it's easy, it's easy to listen to that story, and and that's what it is. It's just a story, an illustration. But it is easy to make that mistake, to fail, to pass on the baton, to share what we've learned with others, to become fathers and mothers in the faith, and even more importantly than that, to become fathers and mothers to our own family. Today is Father's Day, and so to all the fathers out there, I want to say, you are amazing, you are awesome, you are magnificent. And today, you want to take the glory. But don't forget, don't forget, don't forget who you are. You're a father. You're a father. You could say, excuse me, no, you couldn't say that. But you could say that Father's Day brings a whole range of emotions. When I think of my dad, he had a huge influence in my life. He's been gone now 15 years, 2005 August the 19th this year, he'll be, he, he will have been gone 15 years. And I'd go to my dad all the time and ask him for advice. Even when I was 45 years of age, which was the year or the age I was when he passed away. And I'd still go to dad and I'd ask him stuff, ask him about different things. I think Julie might have wondered sometimes who I was married to, to her or to my dad. I remember one time I was building a boat or I wasn't, my dad was building a boat but I was helping him and I'm standing in the back of this boat this 32 foot steel boat that dad was building and uh, I'm looking down and Julie's standing there she's got one of our children under her arm and her hand on her hip and she's just looking at me. No words were said but I could tell by the look in her eyes she was saying when are you coming home? are you married to your dad or are you married to me? And, you know, I'd spent a bit of time up there helping dad uh, building this boat and doing all the things, and I think, you know, probably a bit too much by the look Julie was giving me. But isn't it true that we always want to please our dad or we want our dad's approval and our dad's acceptance? And that's how it was for me. And I had a dad who was in my life, uh, But I also know that there are sons and there are daughters out there that haven't had the same experience as me. Their father, for whatever reason, wasn't there in their life. And when you start start talking about love of a father or the acceptance of a father or the blessing of a father, you know, they can be empty, they can be holding hurts, angry of what's happened to them. And in no way is anything I'm saying today to excuse the fact that they might have done something wrong to hurt you or to to cause you that pain. And I just want to lead us on a journey this morning uh, to fathers and to mothers and to parents and to sons and daughters. You know, the Bible says clearly in 2 Thessalonians 1 uh, verse 6 to 7, God is just and he will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. Louis Giglio in his book Not Forsaken mentions there is an an innate God-woven desire that is in every one of us to have our Father's blessing. And by that he says our father's approval, our father's affection, our father's participation in our life, to know without a a shadow of a doubt that my dad believes in me. And he goes on to say that when that blessing is not there, for whatever reason, whether it be from death or divorce or disinterest or busyness or dysfunction on your father's part, he says it creates a gap. You may not fully understand it, But it's there and, you know, I couldn't even begin to try and explain it except to say to you that if you're a father, a mother, a son or a daughter, and that just about covers everyone, then I'd encourage you in your own time just Google Louis Giglio Not Forsaken and watch the series for yourself because you will be absolutely blessed. I've been a father now for 38 years. And uh, the older I get, the more I realise how much I am loved by my Heavenly Father. And I I don't think that when I first became a Christian that I really understood truly His love. And even now, I'm still learning about His love and grace in and over my life. And, And I think that's a big one. Truly understanding the love of the Father, understanding what He places in our box, in our hearts, when we're first created. You can say to someone our God or our Father loves you, but what's that mean to them if they've never experienced the love of a Father, if their Father has never had much to do with them, if there's nothing behind those words, then it absolutely means nothing. And many of us carry that stuff with us for the whole of our life, never knowing the blessing of our Father. As a father myself, I know what it is to mess up, to make mistakes. Uh, you do anything for your children and I know fathers and mothers carry the burden for their children and they carry the burden for their mistakes that they make. And I think that we've got to be careful not to make judgments on other fathers or mothers or sons and daughters for what hasn't happened in their life or what they haven't or have not have or haven't done. And this hit, hit home to me as I was watching that Louis Giglio video, Not Forsaken. Because he talks about his dad in hospital on death's door. And Louie's giving his dad, you know, his dad had gone to church at one stage but had drifted away. And so he wasn't really following in the faith. And Louis is giving his dad what he thinks his dad needs. Dad, Jesus loves you. Dad, I just want you to know one more time God cares about you. I want you to know one more time God paid the very highest price for you. And Dad, faith in Jesus changes everything. Faith in Jesus turns stories around. It changed my life and it can change yours. And here he is giving it to his dad on his, what he thinks is his dad's deathbed. And he said his dad looked straight back down the bed at him. He was sitting at the end of the bed and his dad looked straight down the bed at him. And he said, nobody ever loved me, son. Nobody ever, nobody ever wanted me. And I don't believe God loves me either. And Louis Giglio says he could hardly breathe. He realised that that wasn't just his father in that hospital bed, but here was somebody's son who had never been told by his dad that he was loved, never had the approval, never had that acceptance. And we talk about love a lot. And the word itself can be used flippantly, but, you know, words without actions mean absolutely nothing, as I said before. And I think I've mentioned a few times over the years of my preaching that I can't remember ever hearing my dad say, I love you, to me. I wish I could say that, but I can't. But he was in our lives doing stuff with us, motorbikes, paddock bombs. And by the way, paddock bombs is not blowing up paddocks. It's driving old cars. We call them paddock bombs. And dad would do little things with us as well. One time driving my car to Bairnsdale, just out of our hometown of Toongabby, And the water pump shaft broke on the the car, snapped the shaft, sent the fan through the radiator. There was transmission oil, water, bits of uh, radiator hanging off. The transmission lines had been cut and so transmission oil was all over the ground. And, you know, I remember I thought my car was wrecked. I remember saying to Dad, I've wrecked my car, it's going to cost thousands. And he lifted the bonnet and he had a look and he said, "It's not too bad, we'll be able to fix that. And I think for less than $200 dollars we got a second-hand radiator, uh, a second-hand water pump, some transmission lines and I was back on the road in no, no time, Less for less than $200. And that's what most fathers do, they come alongside and they say, it's not too bad, I can fix that. And that's what we're like sometimes. Our world seems to be falling apart and our Father in Heaven comes alongside and he says, it's not too bad. I can help you with that. He carries our burdens. William Whitehall, an evangelist, tells the story of a man riding down the road on a horse and cart. And when he saw a stranger struggling under a heavy load, he stopped and offered him a ride and the stranger accepted But as they rode along together, he noticed that this stranger was still carrying this huge sack on his back. And so he said to the man, why don't you just lay it down? And the stranger said, oh no, sir, it's good of you to carry me, but I couldn't ask you to carry my burden as well. Many of us go through life and we drag our baggage along for the ride. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. And the heart of the Father is he wants you to be free the heart of the father is he he wants you to be free and you may not have had that in your life growing up a father that you know cares for you or loves you or you know maybe he might have done things that even hurt you but our heavenly father cares for us and he wants us to come to him and he he wants to carry our burden he wants to help us and to lead us He wants us to be free and that doesn't mean that we won't have any problems. It doesn't mean that life will, you know, always be smooth sailing. It doesn't mean that we'll get everything that we want. It doesn't mean that you'll be the best father or mother in the world but it does mean he will give you grace to go through it. Billy Graham says that becoming a Christian isn't the end of your problems. It's the beginning of your facing up to them. Words are important. But if all it is is just words, and there's no substance. He says, cast your cares, come to him. How would it be if God said, I so love the world that I'll send my only son, but then never sent him? Romans 5, verse 7 to 8 says, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you, He died for me. And here's the thing He didn't just die for us, He was raised to life, He was raised from the dead. And people say to me, you know, over the years, how do you know that? How do you know that that's true? Well, I know because he didn't just leave it at that. He didn't just die on a cross. He didn't just rise from the dead. He took it a step further. He sent his Holy Spirit, the Comforter. John 16, verse 7, But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. There is a cost and God paid the cost through the shed blood of his son, Jesus Christ. And then he raised him to life. How do I know? I know because his spirit lives in me. Jesus died on the cross. He was raised to life. The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the father. And because he did that, because he died on the cross, because he rose, because he's seated at the right hand of the father, he said the Father would send the Holy Spirit to comfort us and to come alongside. So no matter what we're going through in life, we have the Holy Spirit that comes and comforts us and brings peace. John sixteen thirteen. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is to yet to come. John 14, 26, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and he will remind you of everything I have said to you. When he picks you up, when he sets you free, when he carries you, you will know. He sent his Spirit so you will know. You know, when my brother passed away, age 45, died of cancer. Cancer took him, and, you know, we prayed for his healing, but he never got healed, but he's healed. He's with the Lord now. But I remember... At his funeral, you know, uh, I remember feeling something supernatural in my life that was I couldn't really explain it except to say that I knew God was just helping me and had come alongside me, had brought peace into my life in my time of stress and turmoil and sadness of losing my brother. But I knew the Holy Spirit, I knew something was happening in my life at that very moment comforting me and peace and that's the Holy Spirit so how do we know Jesus died on the cross how do we know he rose from the dead well I want to tell you if you will open your heart and your life to him we know because the Holy Spirit will confirm it we all have ups and downs and when you come to him the load is lightened there are fathers there are mothers there are sons and there are daughters out there today who are hurt who feel unloved who feel lost, who have messed up, who have turned to all sorts of different things, of sources of different things to fill the gap, who are carrying burdens that they were never meant to carry. And I want to tell you this morning, no matter what your situation, whether your life is going great or whether it's not going so great, whether your life is going great or not going so great, the Holy Spirit can come upon your life and he can turn it around. We all make mistakes. I've made many, as I said earlier. But when our children come and they express their feeling to you, whether it be a card, a phone call, or a video. You know, my son made me a a card for my 60th birthday, and we'll put it up on the screen here in a moment, with a a picture of me in a cape with an S on the front, which read, to my very own superhero. He's in his 30s. It's a pretty good likeness, don't you think? That he drew this and then said, Dad, you're my hero. Dad, you're my hero. My daughter, Megan, you know Pastor Megan, uh, she wrote me a card. I was just reading it this week as I was preparing the message. And uh, you'll see that card that's on the left-hand side, I think, of the screen. You can see it there. But in that, she wrote some things that I can't actually repeat here this morning. But I want to tell you when I was reading it, I was laughing, I was crying, I was just so overjoyed that here was my daughter just saying how precious I was to her. And, you know, it was just amazing. I was reading the card and I was just laughing and tears. And, you know, if you text me later, I'll, maybe I can share with you if Megan will let me. Uh, Maybe she won't. Maybe you can ask her because she knows what she wrote. But um, you'll break up in laughter. She quite often does that, writes some things that are just so funny, you just kill yourself laughing. But I I realise that our children must have forgot the mistakes that Julie's made. I mean, both of us. They say things like, you're the best dad in the world, you're the best mum in the world. I hope I can be good as you. I hope I can be like you. You really are my superhero. In the card that my son wrote, he wrote on the front, uh, you're my my superhero. Then inside he wrote again, truly, Dad, you are my superhero. And I think the Father, our Father in heaven, is not looking at the mistakes we make or the mess-ups or keeping a tally of all the wrongs. You know, he already knows that stuff. That's why he sent his son, Jesus, for us. He knows the stuff we've messed up. He knows all that stuff. But he's just there and he's just waiting for his children to say, I want to be like you. Help me, God. Help me, Father, to be more like you. When our children were young, uh, we would read books about raising children, what to do, what not to do. We made mistakes and some of them things I wouldn't do again if I had my time over. You know, kids these days, they, they go into the rooms and they lock themselves in well, in our day, when the kid went in the room, we locked him in. No, not really. We didn't do that. We never locked the door on them. We might have sent them to their room, but we never locked the door. And you might have locked the door on God, but He hasn't locked the door on you. There's a famous painting, I'm going to put it up here in a moment. It's called The Light of the World, painted around 1851. You'll see it come up on the screen by an English artist, William Holman Hunt, representing a figure of Jesus preparing to knock on an overgrown and long unopened door. And many at the time commented that the painter had made a mistake because he'd left out the handle on the outside of the door. But according to Hunt, he painted the picture with no handle on purpose and therefore it can only be opened from the inside. And he says, as he explains, and 50 years after the painting was done, he felt he had to explain the painting. He said, but it represents the illustration in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, where, uh, where the word says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him. He's standing at the door. He hasn't locked the door on you. Sometimes our children will say to me, uh, dad you just like pop my dad you know pop would do that you know and quite often i'm concentrating and you know you may have noticed even as i'm speaking that sometimes when i'm concentrating my top lip protrudes Look it protrudes more than normal And I noticed one day when my son Jacob was playing the drums, I noticed the look on Jake's face and it was intense. I could tell he was concentrating and lo and behold, there was his top lip protruding just like his dad. There are some things that are passed down from the father to the sons. And that's probably why Jake's so good looking. At the beginning of the story of the race, the runnery messed up big time. And for you this morning, today, watching on, that may be how you're feeling. Maybe you've just never had the approval of a father, of your father or the affection or his participation in your life. And you're just empty, there's a gap. You've been dragging stuff with you all your life what God has passed down, what God has provided for each of us through his son Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit is an opportunity to be free from the burden, an opportunity to be free from heartache and to have any unforgiveness in your life released from you. And to all the fathers and mothers and daughters out there today, let me say this, Jesus loves you and I just want you to know that God cares about you and I want you to know that he paid the highest price for you and that faith, if you will come to him, he can turn your story around, he can change your life. How do I know? Because he changed mine. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and so it was with brothers, sisters and me, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom I proclaim to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling, my demonstration of the Spirit, of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on God's power. And so often we rely on human intellect to win the battle or a strategy that wins the battle. But it's not that that wins, it's the power of God in your life and over your life that wins the battle and brings release. And when you open your life to him, you open the power of God over your life. When you open your life to him, no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, no matter what's happened, if you open yourself to God's power... He can change your life around. And you might be out there saying, well, you know, my life's going pretty good. Well, I tell you, it can go a lot better if you open your heart and your mind to him. I'd want to pray for every father this morning on this Father's Day. I want to pray for every mother on this Father's Day. I want to pray for every son on this Father's Day. And I want to pray for every daughter on this Father's Day. That God, through his Holy Spirit, would bring to you this morning that you are loved, that you are valued, that you are approved and that you are accepted. No matter what has been in the past, today is a new day. I wonder if you're there, if you could bow your heads this morning as I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would come And maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. Maybe you've had things done that have hurt you and and it's brought heartache and you have unforgiveness. You know, you can be set free from that. And we're not excusing the things that may have been done to you. We're not saying, you know, hey, you know, um, that's okay. We're not saying it. We just want you to move on with your life and be free. And God can do that. And I'd encourage you, if you've had hurt, if you've had all those Uh, different things happen in your life I'd encourage you to google Louis Giglio not forsaken and, and watch the video because I tell you it will break down barriers it will set you free can we pray this morning can we pray this morning would you bow your heads with me and and close your eyes thank you Jesus Lord we come on this special day where we celebrate fathers all over this country, all around the world. We celebrate the blessing of fathers, Lord. And, and I know, Lord, I, I had a father who was in my life. I know, Lord, that, uh, Lord, I, I felt his love. Even though he never said them words, Lord, I knew that he loved me and he was in our lives. And I understand, Lord, there are people maybe out there that haven't had what I had, Lord, that uh, they feel an emptiness. When I say uh, the word dad or about the love or the blessing of a father, they, they just don't understand, Lord, an actual fact that it could even make them angry. But Lord, I know that you are you are our God, you created us, Your word says that. and that you desire, Lord, that everyone would understand and know that they are approved, that they are accepted, that they are loved, Lord, that they are special. In your eyes. And so I ask right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I ask, Holy Spirit, just as you did for me so many years ago, that you would come and you would reveal your love and your grace in our lives this morning in Jesus' name. Where there's hurt, Lord, you would come and take that hurt away. Where there's heart, heartache and brokenness, Lord, you would come and take that away. And, Lord, you would replace it with joy and peace, Lord. Lord, your word says that you sent your Holy Spirit, Lord, the comforter to come alongside, that would bring a peace that the world can't understand, Lord, but it can only be understood as we receive you and as we open our hearts to you, Lord. And, Lord, I know there are hearts out there breaking this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, and minister in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. And remove those things that we were never meant to carry. We were never meant to hold on to. We were never meant to drag them through our life. Lord, I pray that you would set us free. In Jesus' precious name, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. We thank you this morning, Lord, for every father, for every mother for every son and for every daughter. And we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your blood that was shed. We thank you that you rose again. And we thank you, Lord, that you sent your spirit to comfort us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church. Uh, I pray that you've been blessed this morning by the word. And, uh, you know... um, I know that, uh, I just pray that you're going to have an awesome, awesome day uh, spending time with your family. Although I know we can't really do that. But um, maybe just give them a, a phone call or give them a sneaky hug. Whatever it may be, tell them that you love them. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about TCC, check out TerelganCityChurch.com.